Hey everyone and welcome to the Top Romp Show. Uh, my name is Josh and I'm here with Cindy. Cindy, thanks a lot for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. So Cindy, the way we start every show is just to give the listeners some context and to give me some context. Uh, could you take me through a little bit about when your kind of dating career started and, and maybe a, an early experience or two or an early story or two? Um. Well, it would start in my 20s, and back then, you really didn't date much. You just kind of met somebody and you know, started going out. Right. Um, you know, we didn't have online or anything like that. You just met somebody at a party or something at work, and you just ended up going out. And that's what happened. And then I got married at 24 and was married until I was 48. And... Um, got a divorce. That's when my really dating journey started was um, after my divorce and I was mid-age. Okay, so I definitely want to get into that, um, the more kind of new age dating and stuff like that. But I'm also curious when you were younger and you were saying how you know different the dating landscape was, how was it that you met guys that you would then start dating? And maybe for some of the younger guys out there, especially the ones who aren't relying on dating apps, um, what was it that kind of stuck out or what were things that guys did that uh, made you interested in them? Um, well, they would talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It goes on day two. It's, it's, that hasn't changed. Like a lot of the dating has changed, but a lot of it hasn't. You know, when a guy comes up and talks to you and shows interest, you know, you talk to them back. I mean that's that's just what you do, you know. If you um, had at least a bit um, chemistry and they talk to you, you're interested. Right, and and so can can you speak at all about like? Do you remember kind of the first maybe serious quote unquote relationship that you had and how that started? Um. Like I said, you know, back then, it was a really long time ago, right. <laughs> but I met somebody through work or a friend or a party and just started talking and then the next thing you know, like, and people like, for me, we didn't even date back then really. They didn't, you know, say, oh, let's go take you on a date. You just hung out. I don't know if it's because it was my 20s and there wasn't, we didn't have a lot of money or we didn't have really homes yet to go to, like, we just right. hung out. So would you say it was kind of less formal in a way? Oh, way less formal. Way less formal, yes. That's interesting. Why, why do you think that is? Um, like I said, they're um, usually in their 20s. It's younger. They, they don't have a home. They don't have a lot of money you know, right. to go on fancy dates. And maybe also I was younger and didn't really expect um, fancy dates or to be taken out. For somebody to pick me up with flowers and open my door and take me, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's not how it happened, you know. And most of the time we were like double dating. We were with a whole bunch of friends. Right, right. Okay, so then let's let's fast forward. And how have things changed? Um, again, a lot of the things haven't changed, you know, as far as nature goes. But a lot of things have because... Um, you know, the dating, online dating, you know, um, Tinder, Bumble, POF, Match, 
uh, it's changed how everything goes nowadays. Right. Um, and and think, sorry, go ahead. I don't think like the guys are approaching like they used to because of the apps or why, but you know, it's just the dating is totally different, just totally different. And also, there's so many choices now. Back then, like I said, you just meet one guy here and there, like with your friends or at work. But now, with online, there's a, it's never ending, never ending thing. <laughs> right, right. So, so take me through your mind when you you did end up getting divorced, and I'm sure it took some time to kind of you know get over it or or be ready to move on. Um, but when you did come to that realization that you wanted to get back into the dating scene. What was that like at first? Like, what were some of the difficulties and, and how did you approach that? Um, I had a big learning curve because I haven't dated in a long time. I was married for a long time and um, the online was just amazing to me. Right. Because they're like, when, when you go on and you're new, you're you're new and you don't really know. And then the other people that's been on there a while, they're pretty slick. <laughs> right. You know, so it's a big learning curve, um, you know, but, but um, you just have to learn the rules, you know, like not everybody looks like their picture. Not everybody is what they say they are, you know. Right. So, you know, I, I was probably gullible. I When I saw somebody's picture, I thought that's what they looked like. <laughs> or say something on the phone to me, I believed what they said. And then I, you know, quickly learned that, you know, you don't believe everything right away. Right. Which which uh, which websites or apps did you start out on? Uh, my first one was Our Time. <laughs> and I tried eHarmony and I did Match, POF, Tinder. Oh wow. So so you've had a you've had a variety of experiences. Yeah, I've tried all of them. <laughs> okay. Is is there any one or two that stand out? Like where a matchmaking dating service, where you don't go with the app, you actually go to a matchmaker and you pay them an amount of money for so many dates. Right. And how how did that go? Um, I they didn't go too good at all. <laughs> no. It didn't go too at all. I wasted. My, I my personally feel like I wasted my money. They didn't have a big database of men. I don't know if it's because of the apps now. There's so many, you know, free apps and or low cost, you know, apps. Like, mm -hmm. why would somebody pay that much? Uh, they didn't have very many choices of men, and what men they did send me were um, not at all compatible. Right. Or they lived like two or three hours away, or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, can we talk a little bit to like what you're looking for on the on the dating apps? or websites, like what are some of the aspects of the profile or attributes that you're looking for in a guy? Um, well, you know, we always look at the picture and <laughs> right. how far they live. And you know, just like if they have common interests as, as I have. So that's definitely what I'm looking for. And I look for somebody stable, um, I'm 49. So, um, you know, I look for somebody stable. I've, I'm not in a, don't, you know. So I look for somebody stable and somebody that knows what they want. Um, you know, a lot of people I feel like in mid-age don't really know what they want because they just got a divorce or what have you. So, um, 
you know, that's what I look for. Somebody near me, somebody uh, somewhat looks decent, and someone that uh, um, looks decent and stable and can right. carry on a conversation that shows up on time, that, you know, has confidence. I think confidence is a big one. Right, for sure, for sure. And like for me online, a big attractor is when the guy does um, the pursuing and he calls and that and all that. Like, I, um, you know, if I have to call the guy and make the plans and stuff, that's um, probably not somebody I'm going to talk to. Right, right. So, and I guess this can kind of segue into, like, what would you recommend that guys do? You know, it could be older, or younger. Um, to kind of set themselves apart. Okay, this is a big one. <laughs> right. This is a really big one because I felt like this the whole time, but you can't go online and start telling people what to do. Okay, so like um, I consider myself fairly attractive. So I get a good many of um, messages. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when you get a lot of messages, it's like, really daunting to read through all of them and somewhat you skim through them. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. It's just, you know, you just skim through them and, and like somebody has to really stick out to get my attention or say I just didn't feel like responding to too many. I, I just, uh, I got in and I had 15 to 20 messages and maybe I just picked out one and responded to one and, and then the, the next day, the others that just respond to me, they kind of disappeared because I have new ones the next day. Does that make sense? Yep. I feel like my best suggestion for any and all men dating online is to be persistent. If they see one lady that they're really interested in and she didn't email them back or message them back, they should try to just be persistent. I mean, especially, you know, if it's one of the um, nicer looking girls, um, just be persistent and have um, an engaging message, you know, just not like, hey, what's up, you know, like, because you have to really stick out if the girl has um, several messages. Right. So do you have any examples of, like, specific types of messages that guys have sent to you that really stuck out or got your attention? I always like the ones where it actually looked like they um, read my profile and they would pick something out of my profile and it looked like they took, like, the time to read it. Like, you know, like, hey, I noticed that picture was from here or there or, uh, oh, you, you know, I love the lake or whatever. They picked out something out of my profile and made a comment on it because that tells me, like, oh, they actually looked at it and read it and they're taking the time to write something specific. Not like, oh, they just went through and messaged the same message to ten girls. Right, right. So that custom type... Uh personalized right. message so to speak and I didn't I per particularly didn't like really really long ones you know but um, you know just a little short one because again if you get too many you don't want to read too much so just a little short one saying you know personalize it because there are men that have like um, um, a message that they just um, copy and paste just over and over and you can kind of tell it's copy and paste mm -hmm. for the same thing you know right and um, we like persistent guys, you know, cause it shows a little confidence. It shows they know what they want and that's attractive to us. So, you know, if you didn't get the girl's attention the first time you message her, you know, 
it doesn't mean anything. So I always did like, like, hey, that guy messaged me back again. He must really, really like me. Right. You know what I mean? And that, that always did get my attention. If I wasn't interested in them the first time, I would definitely um, message them back. If they messaged me two or three times, I would definitely do that. Right. Okay, that's, uh, that's good to know. Um, in terms of, like, the dating itself, what is it that you like or, or kind of look for on the dates? Is there a particular, like, first type of date that you like to go on? Um, any, any other guidance or, or opinions on that? Well, my opinion <laughs> is that when you're first meeting somebody from, like, online, I always like to have a phone call first because, you know, sometimes even the phone call, you could just tell that you don't even want to go meet them. You know right. I mean? The conversation didn't flow or something. But then once we have a phone call and I think the, uh, you know, the conversation went well, I say to myself, well, at least I know we'll have a good conversation, you know? Right. So I that they meet just for like a drink a coffee or a cocktail because uh, it was my experience through trial and error that when I met somebody at first and say I knew I kind of like weren't interested in them to sit and eat a whole meal and I would always feel like a little bad you know that they're paying for the meal and I knew that I wouldn't see them again right. you know it just awkward I mean you know and if you go for one drink it's just a drink and if you like them, you can always go out again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm I'm curious about the phone call. Do you is that something you suggest? Like, hey, before we meet up, I'd like to get on a phone call, or or do you you know how how does that come about? Absolutely. I mean, that's for me, and I find like some women are different about that. They they're not into the phone call, and they just like text. But for me, and I would say. You know, a lot of women, uh, especially in mid-age, um, we like the phone call. It gives us a sense of security, like, you know, because before it's just a message online. It makes it more personable when they take the phone call. And it kind of told me that they're, you know, interested in a relationship, you know what I mean? And I just, after I got to hear their voice, I would feel more comfortable, like, knowing when I meet them, you know, kind of an idea of who it is. And it's going to give me a little comfort, like, like I said, I'll go, oh, we talked, you know, 10 minutes on the phone and I had a good conversation. So that's what it gives me the comfort to know at least I'm going to have a good conversation. Right, right. Uh, and it makes personal, like I loved it a lot and, and I rarely ever would meet a guy if he wasn't willing to call me. Yeah, no, it, it almost sounds like a like a warm-up, you know, before your game or whatever, your, your, or, or like a pre-screening type thing. Um, and it saves you the time and effort, right? Like if you can figure out ahead of time that it may not be a good match for e for both of you, then it saves you the going out. And, and even if you are just getting a coffee or something, I mean, if you're going on multiple dates, that can add up, right? Well, it does. And everybody's time is precious and everything like that. And, um, you know, at least you got to have a good conversation. I know chemistry and all that matters, but you don't know till you there in person. But if you can't carry on a decent conversation, then I don't even. Um, and not that you know everybody has different personalities. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So just a conversation just helps. Um, you know, save me time and them time and and everything else like that. Right. Absolutely, um, Cindy. 
too to men that um, because there are uh, a lot of women that sometimes they don't like a phone call to ask when you're messaging online to ask would you prefer that we talked on the phone or would you you know just like to meet so you can always ask and get what the lady wants you don't have to guess you can ask her and she'll certainly tell you right that's a and good idea yeah no I've, I've I've been on many many dating app dates and I don't know if I've ever spoken on the phone with any of them beforehand but it sounds like a good idea like it just sounds practical it is a good idea and you know here's the thing too is uh, we're obviously women are different and, you know, in my opinion, we're um, lower on the, you know, the chain there. And, like, guys, y'all don't fear really anything. I mean, how many times do you walk around in fear? So when a girl goes in, we have a lot more fear than y'all have just because we're women. You know, I'm trying mm -hmm. to stay more afraid than you are, okay? You're not scared of me hurting you. You're not scared of any, you know what I mean? So yeah. for a woman, it makes us, it makes me, and I know a lot more women, feel more comfortable like you know not that it, it really means anything that you're going to be safer if you talk to me 10 minutes it just gives me a little bit more comfort to know you know does that make sense yeah absolutely because I mean like I said I've been on many many dates and never have I worried about my own safety ahead of time you know that just it doesn't even the semblance right. of that idea doesn't even cross my mind but it makes it makes complete sense hearing it from the the female perspective, um, so that's really good to know. Um, Cindy, can I ask because because you were married for so long, and we by no means have to get into the details of of that or how it ended. But I'd love to know if you have some advice. Like, what were the key takeaways you had from going through such a long marriage, or or like pieces of advice to younger people or maybe people who haven't been married yet or haven't been in a serious relationship yet on what we could do to make make our future relationships as healthy as possible absolutely that is a really good question um absolutely because then we all like want to look back and rewind and change some things <laughs> absolutely the question for me you know when i was younger i didn't really build up my self-confidence and um, self-love I, I didn't really like like my body I was younger and like uh, you know just insecure so I find that now I make a lot better choices with people because I do like myself I do like my body and I just know more what I want I feel like when I was 20 I didn't know what I wanted I was just like oh this guy is cute and we have fun right. you know, it wasn't like this is what I want, so I want, and I, and I didn't even know myself. So I feel like my suggestion to people would be kind of try to see what you would want in the future, and to like to learn to love and be with yourself before another person. Um, love your body, you know that's that's a big one, mm -hmm. and you know just love yourself and um, expect the best, like. N not say anything my husband I, I loved him he gave me two beautiful children but um looking back you know i should have and could have done better right right so so it sounds like a a combination of working on yourself and and what you want to know as well as self-appreciation as well as 
just kind of kind of giving it your all type thing like could you could you expand on on that last little bit about how you said you could have been better well again if i worked on myself a little bit better i would have um um I would have thought I was more important. Like for me, when I was with my husband, I didn't think I was that important and that awesome. Right. <laughs> and so I kind of let him rule the roost and rule me. And, um, you know, looking back, if I had the confidence I have now, I wouldn't have allowed um, a lot of the things like that to go on. Right. And did pretty good with our children. But that's a big thing, too, is to notice how many children you want, what's your parenting style versus their parenting style because when you start to have money problems and children problems when you get married these are big things this is what people divorce over is uh, you know money and children you know and then yeah. that starts next to sex life and after the sex life goes you can forget it <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so I mean the, those those topics tend to be so overlooked what no just just agreeing that those those things tend to be so overlooked, especially early on in relationships, um, yet they're so important, right? Oh, they're huge, you know, because um, after you have kids, you know, it's a big part of your life. And say one wants to discipline them and one doesn't, and then you get an argument about it, and then you throw in some money problems, and you're having problems, and then, you know, it just is a pyramid, like I said, and then you don't have sex, and then after that, I mean... <laughs> No wonder it's such a high divorce rate. <laughs> right, right. right? So, so what what do you think is like is a healthy way to kind of breach that topic, or or at what point, right? Because it's especially if you're maybe early on in a relationship, like the honeymoon phase. It it's kind of tough to determine like when should I bring up certain things? You know, like I don't want to scare this person away, but I also want to get to know them. How how do you find that balance? Do you think? Well, like I said, you have to um, you start to know yourself. You know, that's what I'm saying. Learn yourself and what you want. Like, really think about it. What would be my parenting style? Would I be strict? Would I, you know, be this? What is your parenting style? Um, and just know, like, know what you want and what yourself. So what happens after you definitely kind of know what you want, you don't really have a problem asking for it. Right. And this is what I want in my future. Is this something you would want? Is something you would be interested in? I don't think anything's wrong with that because if you're going to join in a partnership and you can't talk to each other about what you want for your future, then that leads to problems. So um, the biggest thing is to kind of, and I know it's hard when you're young to know what you want, but really study it and think about it. Like, what would I want? Do I want to raise my kids in the country? Do I want to raise them in the city? Like, you know, and of course we can compromise on this with our partner, but you need to know kind of what you want instead of just saying, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, and and that that's one thing that I kind of only came to realize um, within the last few years is the other thing is when, when you have a clear, clear picture of what you want, it just makes it so much easier to, to find it, right? Absolutely. That, you could, yeah, say that again. It's absolutely <laughs> true. And then when you know what you want, also, too, you're excited to get up every day and, and go do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I found it works in, in not just relationships, but, you know, it could be 
career or friendships or really anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, Great, Cindy. This has been really great and eye-opening. I'm wondering, to kind of end us off, if you had any advice for 20-year-old Cindy, um, not necessarily that would like change your path or anything like that, but if you you had 30 seconds with 20-year-old Cindy, what would you tell her or advise her? I would tell her that she is special and that she's beautiful and that she's smart and she doesn't have to worry about anything because everything is just going to be okay. There's ups and downs and that's the journey. Just know that you're going to be okay and just know how beautiful and special that you are and that's it. Just know. Awesome. That's uh, that's pretty good to hear and, and pretty interesting to hear as, as a younger person. So th- thanks again, Cindy. Uh, this has all been really awesome. Do you have anything that you want to plug right now, anything you're working on or excited on yourself? Um, yes, I'm always excited about love. I've been on my journey finding about it because the more I learn about it, um, the more I just want to continue to learn about it. And um, you can find me at um, loveschool.com that's L-U-B school.com and I also have a podcast it's called Love School L-U-B School and um, uh, would love it if you would listen and learn about love awesome and, and I'll definitely link to both of those in the description um, Cindy thanks again for coming on really appreciate it and uh, we'll have to have you on again sometime soon okay thank you so much I really enjoyed it My pleasure, Cindy. All the best. You too. Thanks.